Welcome to the Advent Sermons and Conversations podcast. This is the sermon half. The sermon was given by Pastor Danielle Miller on October 28, 2018, Reformation Sunday. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. In 1982, the Lutheran World Federation officially repudiated the anti-Semitic works of Martin Luther. In 1994, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America followed suit. As we gather this Reformation Sunday, after our siblings have been gunned down in a synagogue in Pittsburgh, it feels like a time for confession. 501 years since the Protestant Reformation and for over 465 of those years, There was little to no public rejection and confession of these later writings of Martin Luther. Our church, in its most imperfect form, has helped contribute to a society that breeds prejudice and violence, allowing space for hatred to take root. We can never make up for what we have done with our silence. But we can try anew to live faithfully and actively in solidarity with our Jewish siblings. We can speak now. In fact, we must. Throughout the years, the church has equally created hostile environments for the LGBTQ community, for people of color, for women. The list can continue. The church, for all that it, the good it has done in the world, also has a sordid history that we must acknowledge and combat. If you swim too far down that river, it makes one question why we show up here at all. And there are a lot of people who don't. I understand that. We, the Church Universal, have created so much pain through our willful misunderstanding, our misguided desires for purity, our broken, fearful actions. We have stood in the way of the gospel just as often as we have preached it. I cannot begin to find the depth of word and action to express my sorrow and confession. In a world where the church exists, hatred should never be given space in our society to fester and take root. We should be chasing after it, weeding it out wherever we can, planting love. But but what should be and what is rarely line up. It's been a mixed bag, hasn't it? In light of all the damages caused in 2,000 years, after the beginning of the church, 501 since the starting of the Protestant Reformation, why are we here? When we think about all the ways we've fallen down over the centuries, what difference does it make? I can't answer that for you, but I can answer it for me. Do you want to know why I'm here? I'm here because Jesus saved my life. It's that simple. I'm here because no matter how screwed up the church is as an institution, this broken vehicle for faith holds within it the promise of God, of love and forgiveness 
and freedom. I'm here knowing the vessel is imperfect because the vessel is human, but God is complete. And in this imperfect human vessel, in this church, I find God in the messy trying and yes, even in the broken things because that is exactly where God has promised to show up. If you think you're going to find salvation in perfection, you have a long wait ahead of you. We are not made for perfection, but we are made for love. For a messy love that must be ever vigilant and open to the movement of the Holy Spirit, correcting our path and reminding us of who and whose we are. As we heard today, all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us, no matter how pious, how busy, how powerful, how well-intentioned, None of us will ever measure up. None of us can ever earn our salvation or make ourselves equal to God by our actions and intentions. If you have an MBA or a probation officer, in the eyes of the divine, you are the same, broken and beloved. In the eyes of God, we are the same. God loves us completely. There is nothing we can do or not do that will change that measure of love. And there are a lot of people who, over the course of human history and today, do not like that lack of distinction. If we are the same, what does that say about who I am? You know, we work so hard to not be that person, whoever that person is. We work so hard to prove our worth even if we have to manufacture it by making somebody else less. To be the right kind of person, whatever that looks like. Always defining ourselves over and against others to try to locate ourselves and our identity in the world. We work ourselves up into a lather trying to prove who we are. Or we give up completely because it's too overwhelming to fight the battle. And the whole time that we are conflicted, the entire time we are chasing down this definition of self, Jesus is asking us to just stop. To stop. And to remember, broken and beloved, no matter who we are, to remember that we are gods, that is our belonging and definition, and it is everything it is supposed to be, it is truth, and that truth will set us free. But those who hear Jesus' declaration today in our gospel reading immediately distance themselves. We were never slaves, they declare, despite the historically defining period of enslavement in Egypt prior to the Exodus and the occupation by Rome. In the ancient world, you see, you were free or you were enslaved. The social stratification was a simple and deadly one. No one wanted to be associated with the slave. And Jesus declaring freedom sounds ridiculous to these folks who know only the king or the heir to the king can pronounce freedom. And yet Jesus continues, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. 
God has already made you free and called you God's own, a beloved child. And there is nothing, nothing and no one that can break that distinction. No past, no present, no future. And that is our freedom. Freedom to stop trying so hard to define ourselves by what we do or don't do. Freedom to stop judging people who believe differently, speak differently, love differently. Freedom to serve our neighbor with true love. The kind of love that only comes from knowing love. Freedom to speak up for what is right and just and of God. Freedom to confess and freedom to receive forgiveness. And I know that it's hard to believe. When you wake up in the morning to the tightening in your chest that feels like something is wrong. When I say Jesus saved my life, I mean every day. Every day to wake up and know that something feels off, but to recognize that there is something wrong. It's, it's, it's us, but it's not God. That God's promise is, is always present. We live in a world that has forgotten, forgotten what it means to be beloved and to belong to the, the divine and through that relationship to belong to each other. What we need to do is remember every day. And it's those faithful who remember the gospel, who know what it is to live in that truth that remind me that the church in all its sins and faults is a group of people who gather to remember and give Thanks to God. It is a group of people who gather to remind one another that we are indeed free. It is a group of people who praise God because in the light of such truth, how can we do anything else? And it is those folks who remember that have historically, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, worked to correct the trajectory of the church and reorient us to the gospel. The people who started the confessing church resistance movement during Nazi Germany to repudiate evil. The people who fought for the abolition of slavery and later for civil rights, teaching and proclaiming freedom in sanctuaries across the United States. The people who worked through the church to topple apartheid despite personal dangers. The people who demanded that no matter who you love, you deserve a place at Jesus' table. The people who quietly and resolutely bring us back again and again and again to the good news of Jesus, to the good news of God, to freedom. The people who remember, beloved and broken, who love because God first loved us. 501 years since the Protestant Reformation, and we aren't done yet. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our hymn of the day today is Freedom is Coming. It was a song born in South Africa during the time of apartheid. It was sung in safe places, but also in public, in witness and defiance. So we sing together bearing one another's burdens and standing witness to solidarity and defiance to oppression wherever it may be found in hope of what may be and in thanksgiving for the freedom in Jesus that is.
Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.